it's Brandi Taylor. Welcome to the Business Beauty Network Podcast, where business meets beauty. It's not just lipstick, it's business. We will share thought-provoking conversations with business and beauty professionals. Our goal is to empower, motivate, and inspire you to take your business to the next level. This episode is sponsored by Girl, What's in Your Purse? Empowering and Educating Women About Finances, founded by financial advisor Latrice Goodwine. Hey, welcome back. I had an awesome interview today with Jessica Bolden. I hope you enjoy it. Here's a little bit of her bio. Beauty and wellness expert Jessica Bolden has 10 years of experience as a licensed cosmetologist. Throughout her journey in this industry, she has had the opportunity to cultivate a well-rounded experience from working behind the chair to building an editorial portfolio, as well as educating and mentoring upcoming beauty professionals. In 2014, Jessica opened Salon Artistry Studios, a boutique salon dedicated to giving women an exceptional experience where the focus is not only outer beauty, but inner beauty as well. Jessica has truly learned the value of leveraging her life as an expert in the industry, which has helped her maximize every opportunity, including becoming an author and an entrepreneur. I had such a great conversation with Jessica. Here it goes. Hey, welcome to the podcast. It's Brandi Taylor, and we have an awesome guest today, Jessica Bolden. Welcome, Jessica. Thank you so much. Hey, everybody. Hey, so Jessica, it's great to see you today. Thanks so much for coming on the podcast. Absolutely. Now tell me, Jessica, tell me something no one would know about you, like some most people don't know. Ooh, that's kind of easy. So most people would not know that I'm actually pretty shy. Really? So, yeah, yeah. So I'm actually more of an introvert, but with what I do, my line of business, it requires me to step out of my comfort zone a little bit more and to be a little bit more social. So I've been pushing my my lines and my boundaries with getting out there and pushing myself to be a little bit more social. But I really prefer to be a little bit more introverted. Okay, cool. That's interesting. I didn't know that about you. Yeah, yeah. So you wear many hats and we know you're you're a beauty professional. Mm-hmm. But what do you do like for you like in your spare time what are your hobbies tell us a little bit about you first man so i love to read i love to travel if you look at my instagram page jessica j bolden (laughs) shameless plug right (laughs) gotta plug gotta plug but um i love reading i love traveling as this past four or five weeks i was out of town did like four different cities Oh, wow. Um, (laughs) Yeah, so that was awesome. And like I said before, with me being naturally introverted, I am trying to make myself a little bit more extroverted. So I've been loving, even though it's work, since we are in passion-driven industries, um, I've been loving going to conferences in my spare time. And so just connecting with like-minded women, like-minded people in general, mm-hmm. because that gives me, you know, a little bit more motivation and inspiration. It does, it does. I, I like that as well. Yeah. And I'm always like, I'm all for, you know, just educating and learning and connecting with like-minded people. I love that as Absolutely. well. Absolutely. That's awesome. So you've been in the beauty industry for about 10 years, but like, were you always into beauty and hair? Were you like, was that like a natural thing for you or did you discover it later? How did you get into this industry? Yes, girl. It's, it's been forever. It's natural. It's a natural skill that I've always had. Um, 
However, I never wanted to do it professionally. Really? <laughs> yes. Yeah, so I was always good at it from a very young age. My mom did not know how, not she did not know how to do hair. Um, so I literally taught myself how to mm-hmm. do everything from because I did not have a relaxer, never had one. So all this long, thick, curly hair, I had to learn how to maintain. Oh wow! Yeah. Oh wow! So you it's so be that you. How did you get to the point where you do? You're Love doing it. it professional now. Yes. So yeah. So now you're doing it professionally. How did you get to that point? Yes. Yeah, so um, initially, I was in broadcasting. So it's cool how things kind of come full circle. Oh, so you were in broadcasting? Yeah. Oh, so okay. initially I was in, in I broadcasting. Yep. Yeah. Um, and did a lot of public speaking. Um, and then I got pre- pregnant with my daughter at 19. And so okay. that just, it was a shift of events. And it was really hard to sustain that um, education with a lack of support. Um, and so I dropped out, had my daughter, and just started getting odd jobs. Right, and so eventually I got hired into this position. It was light industrial work, did any type of job just to take care of my daughter. And it's so funny because as I was at that job, I said, you know what, I think I wanna go to school for hair. Like I had been doing it, I had been taking care of my own hair, especially during my pregnancy, and I would get so many compliments. And so my grandmother and my best friend, they're like, you know what? You really need to reconsider this. You're really talented and you would probably do really well. And so I did just that. I started looking and researching um, beauty schools. Ironically, I got fired from this job. (laughs) And so it really pushed me Mm -hmm. to to look into going back to school. Um, And so I did and I literally fell in love and... I think oftentimes we always have this, we have this, the natural born skill, but oftentimes we develop the technicality behind it mm-hmm. and that really, um, and even just the transformations that we see in the women that we do, it just made me fall in love with it. Well, awesome. So thank God for your grandma and your best friend for pushing yes. you and actually for losing that job. Sometimes... You know, it'd be a blessing in disguise, right? Blessing in disguise. Yeah, blessing in disguise. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So you've come a long way from that. Now, I know now you own your own salon. Mm -hmm. And um, so tell us a little bit about, you know, your salon and what you do and what you offer there. Because it's like a boutique salon, right? Yes, yes. So I love to call it a boutique salon. I like that, yeah. Yeah, it's a little different. Um, It's nice and intimate. Um, We really focus on the care and the needs of our clients. Um, and so we really pay attention to that. So some of the services that we offer is hair and makeup, um, strictly hair and makeup. But some of the hair services that we focus on, we try and stick to the traditional things that do not go out of style. So that good old silk wrap, silk press, mm-hmm. a good sew-in, um, natural styles such as twist outs and things like that, and a good color cut, um, things to customize. So we cut, like to customize each of our looks to each of our clients so that it is a look just for them. So cultivating the entire image for them is what we focus on, as well as their well-being. I love that. Thank you. And so tell me a little bit about the well-being part, like the beauty and wellness part. Yes, so what's beautiful about it is that um, I've gotten so so much feedback when I began getting testimonials from my clients. It was more than just the way their hair looked. It was the way that they felt upon entering the salon and upon leaving. 
and then long term. And then that just got me to thinking like, wow, I really want to focus on engaging all the senses when they walk into the when they walk into the salon. It's, it's about what they feel, what they see, how that the touch, the scalp massage us also giving them tips for lifestyle in and out of the salon, not just hair care, but things that they can do to lead a happy, healthy lifestyle. I love that. I love that. That's awesome. Thank you. So you've added that piece within your business as well. Then. Yes. Over time, we've definitely um, just integrated that a part of our services. So you're targeting the whole woman. The entire woman, honey. Right. I love we that. You get your whole life, sis. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> and so you also, you have like a hair extension line and lash extension lines. So tell me a little bit yes. how you got into that. So, you know, it's like we always get told like, oh my gosh, this is an oversaturated industry or everybody's selling hair or everybody's selling lashes. So what? Um... If you have people that want to buy from you, then go on ahead and label it, source it, and sell it. And so that's exactly what I did. Um, my hair extension line, we have everything from straight to wavy to curly to kinky. Um, and then lash extensions that are just beautiful, something to kind of cater to each um, eye shape or something more subtle to something more dramatic. So I, re I really handpick things and pride myself upon that. And eventually we, re we really want to get into the entire product line with having essential oils and things for aromatherapy, things for your scalp and your body, just so, just as we do in the salon and, and recommend for out of the salon, we have products conducive for that too coming soon. Awesome. So do you have hair products as well? Eventually. Okay. Okay. It's <laughs> coming, right? It's coming, girl. <laughs> and tell us a little bit. You have a, you're an author as well, so tell me a little bit about your book. Yes. So I wrote a guide. It was an ebook, and it was just beautiful. I always get questions as to tips and tricks and things that they can do, my clients can do at home to maintain their style, to maintain their life. And so that's really what I did was um, put together a nice guide to go on ahead and help them that much more. So all they gotta do is pick it up, pick it up and go through it and see what works for them. One of my favorite parts of the guide is um, the Fab in 15. And it shows you a couple different ways to get your look together in 15 minutes. And what's really popular nowadays, of course, is having your face completely beat. <laughs> But not everybody wants that. No. You know, and yeah. we talked about that mm -hmm. before, Brandy. Like, sometimes we just want a nice, clean, soft, natural look. Right. And so I have tips in there so that you can recreate that. I love that. That's just like your look today. You have, yes. a, like, a bold lip, mm -hmm. blush, lashes. Mm -hmm. But it's not, like, over, over the, the top. top. But yes. it's really pretty. Thanks, girl. I'm trying to, I'm trying to keep up with you. Brandy's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. today, y'all. <laughs> Thank you. But, yeah, I definitely... Um, feel that way I love that and I love the way you have created your own niche like you you Thank have you. you haven't allowed yourself to be put into this box and and you you tailor your business to a certain client because let's face it when you think boutique you know that usually boutique is something that 
you're usually one of a kind or there's not very, yep, it's not very many of them. And then it costs a little bit more. So how did you get into, like, how did you get your business? Was it it always boutique-like or did you start that when you kind of opened the salon and you went in that direction? So, um... It was, it's always literally been that way. Um, what I did was take key things that I wanted from different salons that I used to work at, mm-hmm. right? Um, so from a bigger salon to smaller salons, I, I had been in the mall. And so what I really wanted was something that I felt that I didn't get when I walked into a salon. And so that really is to cater to our clients because let's face it, some of them are using their last dollar just to get this pamper service, and some of them are not. Um, but we want to take, we want to make sure that they feel like their money is being well used, and that it's always for me is quality over quantity. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, you know what? Let's create something that is for the professional woman because that was my target. Um, It's not necessarily like the teens, even though I love to get some teens because I oftentimes will get teens that come in with low self-esteem and then just to see their transformation is beautiful. But so it's always been boutique-y and that's something that I love and I stand by because I see such a difference with one-on-one care versus a production line Mm -hmm. with a ton of different stylists and um and clients yeah that's awesome so um in order to do that you had to understand your business model because you said you target the professional woman mm-hmm. so how did do you did you study business as well like how did you learn how to target that particular client mm-hmm. how to market to that particular client you know how did you learn to do that yeah so I think I picked up so many tips and tricks and jewels along the way from being in the other style being in the other salons that came before mine mm-hmm. and so like it's like I said it is seeing what's missing Um, But I knew that I wanted to deal with the woman that money really wasn't the issue. (laughs) We are, right? (laughs) And so oftentimes it really is just having that vision and and creating that action plan and watching it manifest, but also believing that it'll actually happen. So listen, y'all, I went without (laughs) because I initially it wasn't like, oh, all the professional women are pouring into me. But it was a lot of no's. So when, so initially when I began developing my my price list and my service menu, um, the prices were set as they were. And so you'll have people that test you, like, um, okay, I see this is for a hundred a hundred dollars, but I got seventy five. And so for me, it was like the answer is no, you know. And you have some stylists that will bargain, and mm-hmm. that's okay. That's that's them. But for me, it was, it's okay to say no. Right. And for, and and I was a young mom and I had a daughter, but I knew long term what I wanted to see in my business. And so targeting those clients, I did not study business, but I do a lot of reading. So that is what helped as well. And I also knew if, um, if I could get that one client that sat in my chair, that was a professional woman to tell her colleague, to tell her best friend because certain women flock together, 
then I knew that they would continue to pour in. And that is exactly what began to happen. Yeah, and I like that you said you were willing. So because you understood that every customer wasn't for you. Because exactly. if if my price is 100 and you only have 75, then you're not my customer. Exactly. And, and it, that may not be forever, but today, <laughs> you know, that's what it is, that's what it is right? <laughs> and I like that because you stuck to your guns. Mm-hmm. And I had to do that as well, you know. Yes. And that can be hard because, hard. especially now, because this industry is, is, is really changing. Mm-hmm. Um, what it is with the beauty industry is... It's very visible now. Before yes. it wasn't as visible, exactly. and and to an extent, it it's a good thing. But then it's kind of hurting so the industry. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. like a good and a bad thing, Absolutely. isn't it? Absolutely. How it's do you feel about the change in the industry and the shift that you we know, went through? It, it, it's a double edged sword, like you said. Mm-hmm. It has its pros and cons. Um, but for me, I feel like that is long term. What is going to separate the strong from the weak? Mm-hmm. You know, and the long term versus the short term people in this industry. And so it's kind of like the conversation that we had before is like sticking to your guns and sticking to knowing what works for you and what works for your business and what works for your client. That's all that there needs to be said, you know? Right, right, exactly. Because, you know, it's what I want to get to is that what I'm seeing is is that a lot of people, you said this, mm-hmm. people think that this industry is easy. Easy. It's yep. easy. They yep. think that it's easy. And um, and so a lot of people are getting into it. But only the strong are going to stay because you're not going to be able to operate mm-hmm. in the way that they're operating for long, especially if you're not like operating under industry standards. Yes. You know, like being licensed or charging a proper rates. Yes. Because I was talking to like like my one interview with Atrice, we talked about finance, how a lot of times people are in business, they're doing hair, but mm-hmm. they haven't even counted up the cost to operate in business. Yes. So you may bring in $1,000 that week, but did you take into account your products, exactly. your space, like whether you're, you know, if you're renting a space out or if you're doing some booth rent or, or, if, you're paying an or, or if you're paying an assistant, all mm-hmm, those things, mm-hmm. did you count up the cost? Yes. Because if you're charging $25 and $50 for everything, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, you may have spent $2,000 to make $1,000. Exactly. <laughs> so It's literally a formula, and that's what people don't understand. You have, in order to create the right service list and the right price for your business, you got to start backwards almost. <laughs> and that's with starting with how much did it cost for this? How much did it cost for that? How much for your inventory, your shampoo, like all of that, the mm-hmm. cost to run the lights and, right. you know, materials for marketing, like just all of that needs to be taken into consideration. And oftentimes they don't. Join us August 11th from 1 p.m. to 5 p.m. for the second annual Health is Wealth, a women's mind, body, soul, and finance luncheon brought to you by Girl What's in Your Purse. This year, we will have dynamic professionals in the health industry along with a beauty and finance panel, helping us learn to live our best life. In addition, the Women of Saginaw Black Nurses Association will be on site providing free health screenings and assessments. This event will be held at Four Points by Sheridan Saginaw, 4960 Town Center Road, Saginaw, Michigan, 48604. You can purchase tickets and find more information at eventbrite.com. Yeah, mm-hmm. people don't count up the cost to run and operate in business, and mm-hmm. it's very important to do that. Absolutely. So clearly, you know, you've done that, and you've been able to run a successful business. Yes. 
And so um, what advice would you give somebody who's looking to, you know, start their own beauty business or maybe, you know, get a salon or something like that? I would say definitely get educated because that is going to take you a lot further than um, just self-taught. And there's nothing wrong with being self-taught, but what I would say is invest as well. So invest in yourself, find a good mentor, because when things get tough, because they will, um, and they will get hard, it's good to have someone in your ear that is pushing you to continue to keep going. Oftentimes, like we just talked about, it, we make it look easy, you mm-hmm. know, because we're so passionate, we're so gifted at what we do that it looks like you didn't even have to think. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's that easy. But it's because we've taken the time to hone in on our skill and our craft. We've invested countless hours, hundreds of thousands of dollars. I don't think people really understand how much it is to continue to invest in education. So consistently invest in that education, get a good mentor, and don't give up. Oftentimes, folks can't even make it to 30 days. <laughs> right. You know, we talked about that. Like, let alone a year. Like, right. you didn't even give your business a year. You didn't give your business 30 days. Like, you have got to get in the habit of doing something and creating daily habits and discipline long term. And I feel like in a beauty industry, you have to have a passion for this thing. Yes. Because, I mean, people think that they come into it looking at dollar signs mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. they may see someone like you who's successful now, but they didn't see what you had to do Struggle 10 life. years ago when you Absolutely. first graduated and you was trying to work in different salons and build your clientele mm-hmm. to get, they, they, they just see the after. That's it. <laughs> so they don't see the before, the during and all of that. Struggle. Right. They don't see mm-hmm. that. And so, and of course we're not going to show that um, in social media, but mm-hmm. people have to understand that you have to crawl before you can walk. Like you have to take steps and you know, you may not, it may not happen overnight. It may mm-hmm. not happen in the first year or two, but it's possible for you. And if you're passionate about it yes. and then you keep working and like you said, keep educating yourself, mm-hmm. get around some positive people, get mm-hmm. you a mentor, somebody who's going to help you when you go through those things that entrepreneurs go through yes. because you're going to need all those things. And you, But you definitely do have to make sure that this industry is for you because it will chew you up and spit you out if it isn't. Real quick. <laughs> it will. Real quick. You'll get very discouraged and actually... I did, and this was very early on at my very first salon that I worked at. I walked away for a little while um, because I did not have the clientele to sustain, um, and I had a, a young daughter that I had to provide for, but at the end of the day, I realized that I was still so passionate about what I did, and I had people and clients that were still reaching out to me, and I said, you know what? I gave up too soon. Let me actually get back in there and give this a shot. Mm-hmm. And so that's exactly what I did. So don't give up um, and get around, like you said, some positive people that will propel you and that won't let you give up. Right. I love that. I, I absolutely mm-hmm. agree with that. And I've been there too. I can remember. It's interesting because I feel like this industry chased me because for a while, 
when I started out, I was like freelancing, working with a lot of different photographers, trying to build my portfolio, trying to like just figure it all out. Mm-hmm. And then when it didn't happen, it was like, okay, this is a, an expensive hobby. Yes. Because makeup is really, really expensive mm-hmm. and all that stuff you have to buy for your kit to maintain your kit. Absolutely. And if you're only getting a job here, a job there, a job here, you're not really mm-hmm. making real money. So my husband like, okay, you buying some more of that makeup stuff? <laughs> like, you ain't really doing that makeup like that. So mm-hmm. I went, so I left and went into corporate America for a while. Wow. And I don't regret it at all. But what mm-hmm. was interesting about that was people, I, it had been a year and I hadn't really been doing a whole lot of makeup. I hadn't really been advertising. I still had my site and stuff. Yeah. I didn't tell nobody I quit, but I quit. Mm-hmm. But I had mm-hmm. got like some of the, because when I was in it, I was always promoting and yes. putting myself out there. People still will remember, okay, Brandy does makeup, she does this. And they will call me when for the big opportunities. Wow. And so I've had some very big opportunities when I had walked away mm-hmm. from the industry. Mm-hmm. So if it's for you, it will chase you. It I'm will, telling you. It will opportunities yeah. will show up for you. It was just odd. Mm-hmm. It was beautiful. Yeah, it was odd because it was like I wasn't promoting. Mm-hmm. I hadn't really been doing any makeup. This was before Instagram was real, real big, but Facebook was yeah. good, but Instagram wasn't real, real big yet. Mm-hmm. And so I hadn't really been putting anything out there, but wow. <laughs> but I still have my little website and people were reaching out for jobs. <laughs> I'm like, what? Wow. So yeah, but I, so I do agree with that. Like if it's for you, it's for you, it's for you and don't quit too soon. Just keep That's pushing. It. Keep going. Yeah, look, definitely. I'm 10 years in and I've put in so much hard work, but I, it's a part of me that feels like I'm just getting started. Right, you know? right. And that's the beautiful part about it because this industry, if you let it, will burn you out. Yeah. And um, so it's important to continue to allow those creative juices to flow and to keep the inspiration alive. That's great. So it's one thing, if you don't mind me, you know, Sherry, mm-hmm. you you know, you told me you were getting to the point where you were structuring your business, yes. where you didn't have to work as much. Yes. So smarter, not harder. So can Absolutely. you tell us how were you able to do that? So yeah, um, and that was a part of the burnout. It was like, you know what? This industry, especially for black um, salons, we tend to overwork ourselves. And so if we look at some of our white counterparts, I'm not saying that they don't, but they have adopted the method and even some corporate strategies in order to work smarter and not harder. And so what I began to do was um, look at a lot of those business models and begin to slowly implement and experiment on my business. And that's exactly what I did. And um, so it's, it's literally turned my business around because one, you have to realize, like we stated before, when you are competitively priced, you don't have to overwork yourself. And so that's what I did. I made sure I looked at my service menu. I realized that not everyone was going to be for me and um, priced accordingly. And then from that, my books began to fill up because I was able to service my client at the top at the top level. So oftentimes, like I said, we look at quantity and not quality. But if you're if you're providing the best service for that client, they'll spend more money with you. Mm-hmm. Whereas you get two, three clients that spent a quarter with you because they're new and they don't trust you yet. Yeah. Because you're not able to retain. So I realized retention, retention, retention 
in my business and focusing on creating the highest top quality service for the clients that I do have so that they'll spend more money with me. And so in the end, I'm still getting all that money plus more and I, I was able to decrease my hours. So it, it's been a win-win. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. awesome. I think that is a very smart move. Thank you. And so, and I, I keep hearing you say, like, you worked at salons. You, you saw stuff you like. You saw stuff you didn't like. And mm-hmm. you just kind of adapted those things. And that, that's just a whole thing. And you don't have to reinvent the wheel. You don't. You don't have to make up something new. It's stuff out there that but works. It's stuff out there that works. Just take it and make it your own. Make it work for you and your business, right? Like Grandmama used to say, ain't nothing new under the sun. Right. <laughs> it's nothing new. It's nothing people new think, People always think that. Like, I was talking to somebody. They was like, well, everybody is doing it. But they're, they're, everybody's not you, though. And, Exactly. exactly. <laughs> so, so there's enough out here for all of, for us. All of us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I like the way you you've been able to adapt and take those things and utilize that in your business, so that you can you know grow. Not, grow mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Thank you. And, and so, what's the what, what do you have coming up in the pipeline now? What's going on with you? Yes. Yeah, so as we talked before, um, I'm excited for October nineteenth, two thousand nineteen. It will be my first event, um, the Beauty and Wellness Summit. And so that's exciting because we will be able to almost take what we do in the salon, but to the community. And so allow them to join the conversation and to get in on ways that we lead the best life. So the whole woman, the well-being, the wellness, healing, all of that, as well as beauty. So different ways for us to implement um, the best ways for us to be good and look good and feel good so that we can go on ahead and serve um, our families, our friends that much better. Because oftentimes we're the last ones to take care of ourselves. We're always helping everybody else and we're mm-hmm. putting ourselves last. So that's what's coming up as far as events goes. And then my goal is to eventually open up more salons. And so as we talked about before, I'm super excited because the business model that I've been implementing and experimenting on in salon artistry, um, my goal is to duplicate it so that I can make this a a national brand and eventually an international brand. Awesome. I can see it already. Thank you, I can see it. <laughs> Your future is right there. Thank you. And that's great. So what I'll make sure I do for, for the event is once we have all the links and stuff, I'll update it in the uh, show notes and everything. So awesome. people want to come to the event. And yes. I think that's great. I was talking, tell me what you think about this. I was listening to something. I, I don't know. It's always podcasts. It's always books. So mm-hmm. I got it from somewhere. But they say people will pay for what they want. Mm-hmm. But not necessarily what they need. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you have to actually uh, give people what they want, and then a- a- figure out a way to add in what they need. Yes. And I think that's what you're doing with this. Because yes. let's face yes. it, the beauty industry, even though people will pay for beauty like it's a necessity, mm-hmm. we need food and water and shelter. Yes. Not necessarily, you know, makeup and lipstick and hair exactly. and all that. Exactly. But people don't see it that way. I don't see it that way. But, <laughs> right. but I understand it. You know, what I'm saying? I understand mm-hmm. what's true, but you yes. know, you know yeah. what I mean, right? Yeah. So, so how do you? But I, I like the fact that you've taken the beauty and you've added beauty is something people want. People want to look good. They want to mm-hmm. feel good, and you mm-hmm. added in the wellness part of yes. it. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Because too, like we are living in an age where people are actually looking 
at the back of the labels of hair products and food ingredients. Mm-hmm. So we want that healthy and that healing part of everything. Um, but oftentimes we don't know necessarily how to go about it or we're so used to what we're used to. So this is a good way to kind of blend the two together. So how did you explore the whole wellness part? Is this something that you added into your own lifestyle as well? Yes. So it's definitely been something that has been pushed on me, um, through just my own personal, um, things that I've dealt with health-wise, family. Um, And I think, like I stated before, in the black community, we um, don't necessarily, our health takes a beating first. So, honey, we'll show up looking good. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh, right. We'll show up looking good, but on the inside, Inside, you know, or high blood pressure Mm -hmm. or all of those things. And so dealing with family members and even now myself, dealing with certain health issues, It was like, you know what? And even healing, you know, we deal with certain things. We've talked about that before, but we'll go on ahead and suppress the things that we're going through. And that turns into health issues down the line. And so just educating us and cultivating a community of women um, that really want to learn more about feeling good, but also looking good at the same time. Because we can do both. We've been doing it. Yep, so, I love that. I love you. that. I think this is great, and I think I'm super excited. I I've heard of you know people adding the beauty and wellness, but not enough. Not enough. Not enough. So yes. we need to really push that, and I think this is great that you're doing adding that to your business. Thank and you. The event and everything. So I want to ask you the questions I ask everybody that comes on the podcast. Yes. <laughs> so my first one is: What's the best business advice you've ever received? Oh, the best business. Oh, you know what? I just got the best business advice and it's so simple. It's almost like the the it's the epiphany moments are like some of the most simplest pieces of advice. And so this was actually a few weeks ago, believe it or not. Um I was in LA at a conference and um the guy I was able to pitch to some investors and he said, "You know what?" He said, strong people ask for help and weak people don't. And so that sat with me because oftentimes we don't ask for help. Mm-hmm. And I be trying to do it alone until we can't no more. Right. And so in order for us to build the empire that we want to build, ask for help. Do not be afraid to ask for help. Don't be afraid to look stupid in front of peers. Ask for help. And that is actually what shows your strength. I love that. Thank you. I love that. That's awesome. So, how do you define success? Mm. Success for me is simple. It's happiness. Right? Because there is no amount of money that will give you peace and joy without happiness. And so, as long as you're happy, like truly, thoroughly happy with what you're doing, you're passionate, you're living out your purpose, that's success. And you said earlier, you mm-hmm. love to read. Yes. So what's your favorite book? Ooh, my favorite book of all time right now has got to be The Alchemist. Okay. And that because it, it just, 
it's so simple, but it's so many gems in there. Mm-hmm. And it just reminds you that sometimes we we always look for success in the wrong places, happiness in the wrong places. Mm-hmm. But if we look within ourselves, all the answers are there. And happiness is around us. Beauty is around us. So, I love it. Awesome. Yes. Awesome. That is great. So... What is your favorite business tool that you use to help you operate in business? Let's see. Let's see. Right now, it's got to be PayPal. PayPal is probably... (laughs) (laughs) Come on, money. Come on, our money. She said PayPal. (laughs) But listen, y'all, I love PayPal because for a number of reasons, of course, that's one of my... That's my merchant um, for how I get... One of the ways I get paid... But it's also beautiful because it also tracks my analytics mm-hmm. and it keeps track of my numbers to keep me on track to know how I'm doing. And then they also have the working capital. They so do, if yeah. you need money for your business, as long as they are seeing that you are getting those transactions in, PayPal got you covered. They'll give you a couple dollars to keep <laughs> you going. <laughs> I love that. So, yes. Shameless plug for PayPal. Yeah, Thank you. <laughs> I love PayPal too, and I've I've experienced all of yes, that, yes, all yes. of the above. So I can agree. <laughs> well, Jessica, it's really been great chatting with you on yes, the podcast. Thank, thank you so me. much. Now, tell everybody how they can connect with you, like social media, websites, and all of that. Yes. So as I stated before, you can find me on Instagram at Jessica J Bolden, J E S S I C A J B O L D E N. And you can also visit my website at salonartistrystudios.com. I look forward to connecting with you all. Awesome. Well, thanks again. That was awesome. Make sure you check Jessica out. I'll leave all the links in the show notes. Thanks for tuning in to the Business Beauty Network podcast. Please subscribe and support our podcast. Please share it. Share it with your friends and family. Also, connect with us. We want to hear from you. Leave us comments. Let us know what you're enjoying about the podcast. Also, email us at bbnetworkpodcast at gmail.com. You can also connect with me on Instagram at Taylor and at Exquisite Looks. We're also on Facebook and Twitter at Exquisite Looks. And you can check out my website at ExquisiteLooks.com. I really hope to hear from you and connect with you soon. Remember that all things are possible if you only believe. Stay great.